You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Mark. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. Today, um, I'm going to talk to you about the resurrection, of course, but I'm also going to talk to you about new beginnings. Um, you know, uh, Christmas time, I do a lot of sermons on new beginnings because it's when Jesus came as a baby in the major and it was, the, it was a new beginning. And so as I was meditating, I don't know, Christmas kept coming to me. I was like, wrong, wrong season. And, uh, but, but the Lord just, the Holy Ghost just dealt with me that, um, that was the, a new beginning in one way. But this really, as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus is the new beginning. It is, it's when everything changed. It's when everything changed. When Jesus was on the earth, he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And he could be in one place at one time. And the Bible talks so many things that we could go so many different ways. But remember, the Bible talks about no man took his life. He willingly laid it down. He talked about how he was, uh, you know, it was pointed out that he was the Lamb of God. His body was shaped, formed, and fashioned to be a sacrifice. That's why he was in a physical body and, and he went to the cross. Anyone grateful for the cross? I'm so glad, you know, because Jesus went to the cross where he did some, uh, uh, numerous things. He who knew no sin became sin. Uh, he took all your sickness and all your disease. He did that for you, and, and we know on the cross, the Bible teaches us that he would be, and it's true, beaten beyond human recognition. He did that for you. Amen? And when he died, when he said, it is finished, he gave up the ghosts, and Acts tells us that literally Jesus went into hell. And, and we're gonna start there because aren't you glad that, uh, you don't have to go there if you're born again and he could not stay there. But he went to destroy the works of the devil. And so as we celebrate, we have to look back because what are we celebrating? Yes, Jesus really died on a cross. He died on Calvary's hill. He died for you. He died for me. He died for the world. And of any message that needs to be preached today, that's one that everybody still needs to hear. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. And he was the spotless lamb of God and he willingly laid down his life. There was no other way. It was the only way. And he did it for you and he did it for me. He just didn't remove, he just didn't cover your sin. He became sin so that when you got born again, you don't have to be a sinner anymore. You were a sinner. You were saved by grace. And now you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus if you're born again. All because of Jesus' death on the cross and the fact that he was willing to go into the depths of hell so that you and I could be saved. Um, so I want to kind of pick up. Um, I want to look at Acts. We'll start there. Acts chapter 2. I want to give the Acts version of what happened and I usually don't give this version but I want I want I, I just want to give the Acts version Acts chapter 2 verses 23 and 24 Peter's preaching now what I wanted you to tell I want to remind you real quick about Peter who is Peter Peter walked with the Lord Peter's always saying things remember on the Mount of Transfiguration he wanted to build three tents and stay 
Um, you know, Peter's always asking questions. And then Peter made the big mess up. Y'all remember the mess up? Now, don't raise your hand or don't ask your neighbor. Have you all ever messed up? Have you ever needed a new beginning? Have you ever needed to start over? Have you ever needed a control-alt-delete? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm about to give you a control-alt-delete. The Lord wants you, to, whether everything's been going great, I just, there's just something about today that's a new beginning. There's something about today that's a fresh start. There's something about today that God wants to do for you. And so Peter is the one who got a new beginning when Jesus, for every time that Peter denied him before he went to the cross, you know, they had that exchange about love. You know, do you love me? And, and, you know, all through that. And so now Peter's been positioned in the right place. He's went to the upper room. He's filled with the Holy Ghost. And now uh, he, he almost missed his schedule. He was scheduled to preach the first Pentecostal service. And he almost missed his appointment. But the Lord positioned him because it's a time of new beginnings. Turn to your neighbor and say new beginnings. And so he's preaching in verse 23 of chapter 2. He said, Him being delivered by the determined counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken and by the wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God has raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. It was not possible that he should be holden of it. It was not possible of him to be held by the pains of death and everything that goes with death because God has raised him up. Because God, he, when he went into hell, death, he, he physically died, but he was separated and, and he took all your sin, all your guilt, all your shame, all your pain, every sickness, every disease, all your poverty, all the messed up mind that you could ever think you could possibly have, every confusion, everything that ever bad could happen to you. Jesus took it in himself and he went into hell. Hallelujah. And he's there, and the devil thought he won. But you know the other scripture said, if they would have known, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. 31. He's seen this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell. Neither the flesh did see corruption. This Jesus has God raised up, whereof we are all witnesses. So we know that Jesus was crucified, that he went into hell, but death could not hold him. And so what was he doing? I want to remind you of everything that was going on. And in order to do that, the best place to look is Isaiah chapter 53 verses, just for time's sake, four and five. Isaiah 53, when Jesus was on the cross, what he was doing was this, surely he has borne our griefs carried our sorrows he took our griefs he took our sorrows we did esteem him stricken smitten of god and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed Amen. Jesus took the penalty of sin. He took the penalty of sickness and disease. In other words, everything began to exchange. Everything began to be different. Um, 
I want you to look at John eleven twenty five because even while he was on the earth, he began to prepare them for what we're celebrating today. Now, you know, um, it, it, here at Cornerstone, we, we celebrate the resurrection every time we get together because if Jesus isn't alive, then there's no reason for us to gather. It's just a waste of time because if he's not alive, you're still dead in your trespasses and sins. So there's no reason to gather. If you, if you don't understand the resurrection, there's no reason to gather. But, but Jesus began to proclaim to them in John eleven twenty five. 25. Uh, remember when he was dealing with the uh, raising of the dead of Lazarus. He said this about himself in, in John eleven twenty five. 25. I am. <laughs> Woo, you could stop and preach right there. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. So you were dead in your trespasses and sin. But if you believe that he was resurrected from the grave on the third day, that the tomb is now empty. If you believe that, put your hope in that, then he said, even though you were dead, you will live. And so that's why we say almost every year, this is not just happy resurrection day, Jesus, glad you're alive. This is your resurrection day. You've been brought from the dead. You're no longer dead in your trespasses and sin. You're alive unto God. You're alive. When you got born again, you got eternal life. Eternal life doesn't happen when you get to heaven. Eternal life is right now. If you're born again, and if you're not born again, or you're away from God, as we minister to you today, I want you just to, right there where you're sitting, just to begin make things right with the Lord. Just, just let him, let him touch you, let him help you, and, and, and he, he's ready. All right? Let me remind you of this. Because if you're going to have a new beginning, it has to be, you know, let me say it this way. Thank God for the cross. I appreciate the cross. People wear it as jewelry. That's fine. But if you never get past the cross to the empty tomb, you're going to be stuck in religion. If, if the cross is important, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. But Jesus is not on the cross anymore. I know a lot of religious people even put him on the cross to remind. And that's, he did die for us. It changed our life. But if you focus on that and not the empty tomb, you're never going to walk in all that God has done for you. Because he's not dead. He's not dead. He's not dead. He's alive. And you're not dead. You're alive. Unto God. You say, well, I know I'm alive. I'm breathing. I'm not talking about that kind of alive. Because you can be breathing and not be alive in God. You can be breathing and walking around and, and, you know, and not be alive. But I want to remind you of this, Luke chapter 24, verse 5. This is after uh, the crucifixion and they went to the grave and there were some angels hanging out. And when they got there in Luke 24, 5, it says, and they were afraid and they bowed their face to the earth then they said to them, the angels said to them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? Why seek ye the living among the dead? And so I want to begin to talk to you about having 
a new beginning. I want to talk to you about leaving dead things alone, have a new beginning in the Zoe, the life, the God kind of life, that he's, I am the resurrection and the life. Though you were dead, now you can be alive. Are, are you ready for a fresh start? Are you ready for a new beginning? And really, I want everybody in the church, right in this room right now, in first service to realize that God is talking to you. There are things that he wants for you. And I believe it starts today in this way of understanding that Jesus wants you to have a fresh start. Revelations 1.18 says this, I am he that lives, I was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. Can I get an amen? amen. It says right there, amen. And, have, and I have the keys. I have the keys. In other words, I'm about to unlock some doors that have been locked in your life. I'm about to change some things that have kept you bound. I, I, I'm about to do something here. I've got the keys. You were bound by hell. You were bound by death. You were held in prison and you were captive. But I went there and I, I came away with something. I came away with keys. And those keys are going to set you free. It's a new day. It's a new day. Things are starting over. Or you can say it like this. There's a new sheriff in town. And, and it, it's, it, this is available to you. I want to remind you. So when, when um, Jesus was on the cross and now he's alive, he, uh, he did some things because of the resurrection. Yes, because he was on the cross. But then because of the resurrection, they were completed. What do I know? 2 Corinthians 5.21. He who knew no sin became sin, and because he has keys, now you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you're righteous. Hallelujah. Number two, number two, in 2 Corinthians 8, 9, the Bible says Jesus became poor so that you could become rich. Now, this is going to scare some of you. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you're rich. Woo, Hallelujah. That, that'll scare every religious demon. <laughs> and then Malachi chapter 4, verse 2, says that he got up as a priest, healing in his wings, talking about his priestly garment. He got up with healing in his wings. Uh, come on, turn to your other neighbor because they're feeling left out and tell them you're healed in Jesus' name. That's what the resurrection sealed for you. Because he got up on the third day, you can be made righteous. You're not a sinner. If you're born again, you're not a sinner anymore. That nature has been done away with. Number two, he, he blessed you so you could be a blessing. He became poor so that you could be blessed. Number three, you don't have to be sick no more. He is still the healer. Amen. 
He wants you to have a new... In other words, I went to hell. I got the keys. I've unlocked the prison doors. This is what you can have. It's a new day, a new way. And everything else that implies salvation, which is all-inclusive, is now available for you. Healing and health and wholeness and doing well and being protected and salvation, the ongoing process. You've been sozoed. Hallelujah. You've got it now. It's yours if you'll walk in it. But it's, it's not up to him. It's up to you. You can remain in the prison. I could remain in prison. I could remain like um, um, Jesus didn't get up. Even born again folks, they, they, they don't live the new beginning, the fresh start, the life that God has for them. Because the Bible even talks about they sit in the prison house still. But you and I have been delivered. You and I have been delivered. And so resurrection to me, the resurrection Sunday, Jesus getting up, is to me today, it is a fresh start. It is a new beginning. Everything changed when he got up out of the grave. Everything changed when he put his blood on the mercy seat. Yes, he was crucified. Yes, he did become sin. Yes, he did become poor. Yes, he took stripes on his back. But And he did all that for you and for me. And then while he was in hell, it took three days. But suddenly, 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 when everything had been fulfilled, he was raised from the dead. With the greatest, Ephesians chapter 1 talks about it was the greatest display of power. When the Spirit of God went, went into hell and raised him up. Now the cool thing is why we talk about this is it wasn't just Jesus' resurrection day. When you get born again, the day you got born again, you touched that resurrection with the fact that you said, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and he was raised from the dead. It was almost like you were transported in time. The reason it needed to be the greatest display of power ever is because God in one moment raised Jesus up and everybody that would ever believe that Jesus was the Son of God and He was raised from the dead. Happy Resurrection Day to you. Happy Resurrection Day to you. You've been raised from the dead. You've been raised from the dead. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And because you're raised from the dead, it is a new beginning for you. Ephesians 2, 6 says we were raised together with him. So a fresh start. It's available to everybody in this room. Really, I'm going to just say it this way. Whether you need one or not, let's keep it new. Let's keep it fresh. Romans chapter 10, verse 6. How is this fresh start available? Romans 10, 6 through 10. It's been done. All you got to do is receive it. This fresh start. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks this wise, saying, not in thy heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That's to bring Christ down from above. In other words, he's seated in heavenly places. He's in heaven. Or who shall descend into the deep? That's to bring up Christ again. He's already done that from the dead. That's all taken care of. He's already went into hell. He, he, he went into the deep. He's already been ascended up. He's already put the blood on the mercy seat. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. But what says it? The word is nigh thee even your mouth and your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. But if you'll confess 
with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So listen, anybody you know, your family, your friends, anybody you come in contact with, a fresh start is available any day of the week, any hour of the day, any time. A fresh start is always available. Your fresh start comes by believing in a resurrected Christ. Your fresh start comes by believing the tomb is empty, that Jesus did what he said he did, and now he's seated at the right hand of the Father, and all you've got to do is receive it. Everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you believe that Jesus is raised from the dead, you can have a fresh start. Then it says this in Galatians 2 and 20. Galatians 2 and 20. You know, a fresh start is available. A fresh start is available. Galatians 2 and 20 says, I'm crucified with Christ. I'm crucified with Christ. Everybody say that. I'm crucified with Christ. What's crucifixion? That talks of death. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm crucified with Christ. The old you has passed away. Really, when you believe on Jesus, all this really in the spirit realm just literally happens to you. You don't know it. You don't know how to explain it. But you were crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. If you believe that I am the resurrection of life, Jesus said, you'll no longer be dead, but you'll be alive. I crucify with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet, yet it's really not me because I didn't really have anything to do with it. I believed what he said. And, and, and it's Christ, that li- the anointed one, that lives in me. And now the life that I'm going to live... <laughs> It's a new start. It's a new beginning. It's a new day. It's a new way. And now the new life, the rebirth. I've had a rebirth. I I was born again. I had a rebirth. I had a start over. And and he said, now when I live in the flesh, I'm not going to do it on my own. I live by the faith of, of the Son of God. The just shall live by faith. Why did Why did all this happen? Because he loved me and he gave himself for me. How do you, this fresh start is available. You know, when I think of fresh start, um, it's Alabama and we're all hanging in there. We've had really interesting weather, you know, but uh, June, July and August and September, they coming and we know it's going to be hot and um, all this North breeze is not going to be here. It's going to be hot and everybody who lives in Alabama, one of the, few things right after seeing, you know, Jesus and all the people and mom and dad and everybody else, I'm going to find the guy who invented air conditioner. He's got to be in heaven. Uh, I'm going to thank him or or her. I don't even know who it is. But anyway, when I think about that, I think about a freshness. You all remember this when Adam and Eve When God made Adam, he formed him out of the dust of the earth. In order to make him live, he breathed the breath of life into him. And then the devil came and literally 
If you've ever had this happen while you're playing sports or just anything, if you've ever lost your breath for a moment, it is the strangest, weirdest, don't like it feeling. Just can't breathe. It's like when someone kicks you in the stomach or you just got the, the wind knocked out of you. Well, the devil knocked the wind out of mankind. The breath, really the wind and the breath of God, it's the same thing. And so man was going from the time of Adam and Eve's fall until Jesus' resurrection. Man had no wind, and the wind and the breath of God is also the life of God. Because it wasn't until he breathed in them, it, Jesus, till, when, when God breathed in Adam, he didn't become a living being, a living soul, created in the image and likeness of God. His spirit, he... he, he It's amazing. The breath of God. So wouldn't that be cool if we had the breath of God? John chapter 20, verse 22. After the resurrection, Jesus saw them all huddled up together. He walked through the wall, came into the room. What did he do? When he said this, he breathed on them. How cool. And said to them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. What, what was that? What was that? It was the repeat of Genesis. When you get born again, you get your breath back. And that's refreshing. And that's available. And you get your breath back, you can get up and start walking again. You can get up and start doing again. You can be the way God created you to be. Amen? What does it mean to start over after the resurrection because they were together after the resurrection. What's next? He breathed on them. Now, if you get born again or when somebody comes back to the Lord, um, you know, we're not going to start a breathing on thing. You know what I'm saying? Because that's a spiritual thing that happens. It's a spiritual thing that happens. All right. Now, next week, we're having water baptism. If you've never been water baptized or are you away from God from a very long time or got water baptized when you're a child and it didn't really mean that much to you, uh, you can be a part of our water baptism and it's really um, important. And I want you to see this in Romans chapter 6 because the whole point of water baptism is to signify the fresh start that I'm talking about. The whole point is an outward display of something that happened that you signify to everybody else, I've had a fresh start. I'm serving the Lord now. I'm serving Jesus. So Romans chapter 6, we could read the whole chapter, but let's start at verse 3. Know ye not that many of us, as we're baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him. We are buried with him by baptism into death. So what happens is when someone goes under the water, that's the symbol of death. I'm going under. I went into the deep. I'm going under. And so when you're, so you're buried with him in baptism and death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. Verse 5, For if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death... We've been planted together in the likeness of his death. We shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Now, I want you to think about the resurrected Jesus. I want you to think about 
the word of God became flesh, dwelt among us, went to the cross, went into hell, got up with keys in his hands. He, be, he, he, he uh, took your sin. He took your sickness and disease. He became poor. He did everything that, uh, you know, that he could possibly do. And then what do we know? We know that um, he's now resurrected. In the fullness of all that he is. And what, what the Bible is saying, you were dead in your trespasses and sin. And when you went under the water, you were likened unto his death. But how many know, aren't you glad the preacher didn't hold you under the water forever? Didn't go meet Jesus right then. Wouldn't that be awful? What am I doing here? I was getting water baptized. What is that? But then you, you, then you, I think some people are afraid. I haven't lost, I almost lost a couple. I can't say that anymore. Uh, but anyway, they go under and then when they come up, I mean, um, when they come up, what is that? I'm alive. I'm alive unto God. I've been resurrected from the dead. I'm in the likeness. I wish I could get this to you better. I'm in the likeness of Jesus in his resurrection. Come on. I'm alive. The Zoe, God kind and quality of life. In other words, I've started over. Jesus went from being stuck in one place at one time, and, and, and now he's alive. He, he's back to the great I am. He's the high priest. He, he's alive. He's alive. He's alive. You're alive. I know you say, well, I'm alive. I know that. No, I mean, you're really alive. And you have the abilities that God put inside of you, and you can do great things for God. Let me just finish up by saying this. How do you live out your new beginning? Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. It says, if you be risen with Christ, everybody say, that's me. Seek those things which are above, uh, where Christ sits at the right hand of God. Verse 2, set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. Verse 3, for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. So the old you is dead. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. And so how do you get, how do you maintain this new beginning? How do you maintain? Because see, I don't want you to make an emotional response on a day they call Easter and say, well, you know, I need to get back with God. I want you to make a permanent life change. I want you to have a new beginning. And so every person in this room, whether you've been saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost for years, I want you to have a new beginning. The old things are dead. They're passed away. Behold, all things are new. How do I make sure that keeps happening? I set my affections on things above. I know in my life, when I don't set my affections on things above, I kind of get wobbly in life. And so if I set my affections, if I set myself to God, if I set myself, my sight on Him, and I keep my focus there then then things are better. And so that's how you keep this new beginning going. Because you were crucified with him and now you're alive from the dead. So set your affections on things above. Amen. The other, the other thing I want to tell you is in um, when Jesus, one of the last things he said when he was on the earth is what? He, when he was on the cross, when he gave up the ghost, he said what? It is finished. Everybody say it's finished. He was talking about the old covenant. He was talking about his assignment. It's over. I did it. And in one sense, and it was the truth, it's over. 
But we're not seeking the living among the dead. Because it was over then, but then there was a new beginning. When he was raised from the dead. And everything has changed. Everything has changed. And so if you want to live in a new beginning, a new start, you're going to have to let some things go. It's finished. It's over. Philippians chapter 3. Verses 9 through 14. We don't usually read all these together, but I, I really want to today. Philippians 3. And being found in him, not having my own righteousness of the law, but that which is thought through the faith of Christ, uh, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Everybody say, I know him. And the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I've already attained, either were already made perfect, but I follow after that I may apprehend that which for which I'm apprehended in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which lie behind. Come on. Forgetting, forgetting, forgetting it. Say forget about it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor and tell them to forget about it. Yeah. This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. You can't reach forward if you're always looking backwards. I press toward the mark, the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. My point is this, that if it's over and it's done... You have to look forward. You have to move forward. If you're going to live out your new beginning, number one, you've got to set your affections on things above. Number two, determine that the old has been crucified. And so Jesus said it's finished, and you've got to forget about it and move forward. And then you've got to stay focused. Number three, if you want to walk in the newness of life, you've got to stay focused. In the old covenant, remember when the children of Israel messed up really bad. And they put them, told them to put the serpent on the pole, which was the representation of Jesus. And then they said this, in order to live, you're going to have to have a steadfast gaze on that serpent, which represented Jesus. They didn't know it, but the snakes were biting them. Things were biting them. And, and the serpent has a, you know, Jesus became sin, sickness, disease. That's what that represents. And so, but they had to have a steadfast gaze. In other words, if you're going to live in the newness of life that God has promised you, you're going to have to set your affections on things above. You're going to have to forget about it. You're going to have to forget the past and move forward. You're going to have to forget the past and move forward. Today's a new day. It's a new beginning. And every day needs to be that. A fresh day, a fresh start for you in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. You can't go back and get even yesterday. You can't, you can't go back and get it and reclaim it and do it over. It can make you wiser, but you can't go back and redo it. So forget about it. Number three, you got to stay focused, laser focused, because if they didn't steadfastly behold uh, that serpent on the pole, then, then th that was their only way they were going to get healed. That's the only way they were going to live. It's the only way they were going to live. And so when they steadfastly beheld it, they were, they were, they were able to live and not die. I'm telling you, I don't want you to steadfastly behold the cross, although we respect it. Without it, there's no, I mean, there's no way without it. But I want you to focus a little bit. I want you to think about every time that you're having trouble, I want you to think there's an empty tomb. There's an empty tomb. There's an empty tomb. 
And I see Jesus seated at the right hand of the Father, and I've been raised up together with him. Because there's an empty tomb, he's alive, and because he's alive, I'm alive. I said, because he's alive, I'm alive. 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 Hallelujah. So you got to stay focused. You got to stay focused. And the last one, in order to live, uh, you know, kind of move in this and stay there, Romans chapter 8, verse number 11. Romans 8. How many know that the Holy Ghost raised up Jesus from the dead? Where does the Holy Ghost live today? In you. But if the spirit uh, of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal bodies. Shall quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Now, you can teach this with healing, and that's fine. But in context, it's talking about your flesh. Because a lot of what gets you and I in trouble is our flesh. Paul said... He crucifies it daily. He keeps it under. There's a crucifixion again. But what you need to understand is the same spirit. I want to leave you with this. And Lord, of all the, everything I said, let him get a revelation of this. Because mine's increasing in this. The same spirit. Not a different spirit. That in Ephesians chapter 1, grabs hold of Jesus. pulled him up, pulled you up at the same time, set him in heavenly places, set you in heavenly places. Thank God for the blood of Jesus on the mercy seat. The lamb of God sacrificed once and for all. The old covenant has been fulfilled. The new has begun. In Christ Jesus. He was the Passover lamb. He did all of it. And then he could have just kind of left us hanging. But he said it's expedient for you that I go away. Because if I don't go away a comforter will not be able to come. And that comforter the one who raised him up from the dead. And raised up you from the dead is now on the inside of you. And can come upon you. And that power, that same power, the greatest display of power ever, when Jesus was raised from the dead, that's available to you, and it will quicken your mortal flesh. In other words, you can have so much of God that your, your flesh will begin to um, be a, little, uh, a lot easier to control. And that's what Easter is all about. It's about a new beginning. It's about a fresh start. It's about, it's about Jesus being raised from the dead so that you can, I can have life. We hope you were inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Seawall Madison. We believe God is working within you and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him known.